Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Welcome into the Pro Fan Arena. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of the Pro Fan League podcast. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. That makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Nike Air Maxes and let's talk sports. Can you believe that we are sitting in the second week of November? The holidays are looming. The smell of pumpkin pie is in the air. Bellies are rumbling, thinking about delicious Thanksgiving feasts and Thanksgiving Day football. And hopefully, that is also stirring a spirit of thanksgiving in our hearts, a spirit of worship towards the Lord, because God owns it all. Everything we have, our gifts, our talents, our ability to watch sports, our ability to make money and be professionals, to provide for families, it's all a gift from God's hands. So here on November 7th, as we are moving in to the holiday seasons, we'll see family, we'll see friends, we'll enjoy good food. We have a lot to be thankful for. I wanted today to talk a little bit about the name Pro Fan League. The next three shows, we're going to focus on different portions of the name of Pro Fan League. Why are those three parts part of the name of Pro Fan League? Well, it started with Pro because I know most of the people, all of the people listening to this show are professionals at something. Whether you are a professional scientist, a professional banker, a professional athlete, a professional teacher, in finance somewhere, a professional Uber driver, a professional construction worker, a professional baker, a professional parent, every single person listening to this show is doing something at a high level. I truly Believe that. Every single human being alive has the capability of doing something at a high level. Part of the motto of Pro Fan League is we are not just fans. We come together every week in various formats to watch professional athletes perform at a high level. But they're not the only ones performing at a high level. And on this show, I want to remind people 
that it's not just the professional athletes who perform at a high level. You also have skills and abilities that you're performing at a high level. So, I want it to be clear that we are talking sports, but we are also integrating encouragement to you as a professional in your daily life. Whether you're a student, and I do hope over time I'll start to have more teenagers, uh, I do hope this is kid-friendly, more young people hearing these words and knowing that you don't just have to be an awesome athlete to be valuable. If you're a musician with great skill, you're valuable. If you are uh, manifesting the skills and abilities that the Lord has given to you into ways that are serving the community, that are showing love and encouragement to the people in your life, you're valuable. But you're not just valuable because of what you do. You're valuable because of who created you and who you are loved by. God created no mistakes. Jesus' blood that he shed on the cross for the forgiveness of sin covers human beings made in God's image who are willing to recognize their need for a Savior and cry out. We are made in God's image and we are loved by God deeply. And that is where value is created. And then, in his good pleasure, he gives us gifts and talents to use for his glory. It's a beautiful cycle. So to start today, I know we normally jump right into sports, but I want to set the table as we talk about these sports professionals and and help you understand a little bit about why the name Pro Fan League exists. It's because I respect you. For the work you do every day, getting up early, staying up late, toiling, doing jobs that are hard, doing jobs that may not be glamorous, doing a job that you're good at and is vital, plumbing, roofing, accounting, checking in, checking out groceries, stocking shelves, cleaning cars, sweeping streets, maintaining roads, paving, Preaching God's word in the church setting, counseling, it is all important. And I wanted to set that today as we dive in to the sports portion of this show with the NFL. Yes, we're going to talk about these professionals, but we are also going to be looping in how what we're seeing in their professional capabilities on the field sets learning opportunities for us in our daily lives, at home, at work, and in the communities that we live in. Thank you for joining this uh, thank you for joining this show today. Thank you for giving Pro Fan League a shot. And I view you as part of the league. You'll often hear me say we. Why does Gibbs talk about we? Because this show is not just about me. Yes, I'm sitting behind the microphone here, but I don't sit here just to get my jollies and hear my own voice. I truly view this as a we sort of movement. The world 
needs every single person to be a contributor. We have been given gifts by God to take dominion over the earth. That's part of the pro part of this show. The Lord views you, the creator of the world views you as somebody put on this earth to contribute. Is that how you see yourself? So let's maximize the time we've been given. Let's not waste it. Let's consider how we can use our time, our talent, and our resources to make an impact on others. And I'm going to give some opportunities through this show. I'm going to uh, give examples and also suggestions of organizations that are doing that really well. And hopefully it sparks some inspiration. The NFL, we are 50% of the way through the National Football League season. Can you believe it? 50% of the way there. Nine weeks in, nine of 18 weeks. Let's give an update on where we stand at the halfway post. The AFC division leaders are currently the Miami Dolphins, the Baltimore Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Kansas City Chiefs. On the NFC side of the coin, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies, wow, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Detroit Lions, the New Orleans Saints, and the San Francisco 49ers and Seattle Seahawks are tied for first in the NFC West. So, AFC, NFC. Those are the division leaders. I am going to introduce a new segment very briefly right here since I just made an error there with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Phillies called Gibbs Done Messed Up. I am grateful for the listeners of this show being engaged and it was pointed out to me an error that I made last week when I was talking about how bad the Giants and the Steelers offenses are. And I said that in NFL history, the worst offense was a Dolphins team from the 1940s. That was garbage research on my part. I apologize for it. We are looking to be accurate on this show, to be able to be trustworthy on this show with the numbers. And I was wrong. There it is. The actual team that we should have been talking about were the 1976 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who averaged a shade over seven points a game. That was the worst NFL team in history. Uh, the Dolphins team that I referenced uh, was was bad, was, uh, was not accurate. So forget that. Tampa Bay, 1977, 1976... Uh, they averaged a little over seven touchdowns a game. That's a that's a correction there. Uh, last week, I also had mentioned the Bedlam rivalry, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and I had said Oklahoma doesn't want to play Oklahoma anymore. Well, I should have said Oklahoma State. And finally, last Tuesday, I had mentioned Mr. Gibbs from the Detroit Lions had rushed, I said, for 156 yards. He actually rushed for 152 yards. I believe that wraps up our first, but not our last, segment of Gibbs Done Messed Up. Please forgive me. We will continue to try to be accurate moving forward. Continuing in our journey of the NFL, ever entertaining at the bottom of the league, in the rumble as you tumble, 
These teams are all competing for that magical first-round draft pick. Arizona, Carolina, Chicago, the New York Giants, and the New England Patriots all have one or two wins so far, so far this year. They are in a hot race to the bottom. Some of those teams look a little more putrid than others. Arizona, it will be interesting because it seems that Kyler Murray who was their first-round pick a couple years ago, who tore his ACL last year, is supposed to be coming back this week. So are they going to stay at the bottom, or will he be able to ignite life into the franchise? And will they be keeping him, or are they moving past the Kyler Murray experience? We'll see. Obviously, Carolina and Chicago both have young QBs. Daniel Jones just tore his ACL this weekend for the Giants. The Giants uh, are in a spin cycle. They are like a helicopter that's in like the spin. The propellers have stopped. Uh, It's hard to see where it's going in New York right now. It is a a mess. Uh, Let's call it a rubber band ball in New York. It is a rubber band ball. And New England. New England is enduring a run that the Patriots fans have not had to deal with in a long, long time. The last time New England picked in the top five was 1994, and they picked Willie McGinnis. That was actually the second year in a row they had picked in the top five. In 1993, they picked first, and they took Drew Bledsoe. And then, in 1995, they had some success, and they picked at 23rd, But I bring this up because they picked Ty Law. Talking about building franchises that have long-term success, most of it, so much of it, comes back to drafting well. Think about those three years in a row. Drew Bledsoe, Willie McGinnis, and Ty Law. That's three hits in a row. That's the kind of thing you need to start setting up the foundations of your franchise for success. If you're interested in how franchises win championships, I've been doing some research on this. And over on profanleague.com, there's two articles about how championships are won. Uh, The first one's been there for a while. The other I just wrote this past weekend. So it's pretty recent. It's up. Go check it out. How championships are won. Uh, That's going to be an 11-part written series. There's two of them up. But so much of it comes from identifying and drafting young talent well. So check out ProFanLeague.com as you get a chance. The Eagles and the Bengals, I'm going to declare as the wins of the week. The Bengals beating Buffalo at home. They continue to be hot. Uh, The Eagles pulling out a win against the Cowboys in a hotly contested and... uh, very nerve-wracking for the faithful of those fans finish. I mean, it was a it was a pretty tremendous ending to watch in Philadelphia. Eagles prevail. Uh, they are eight and one going into the bye week, and their next game uh, is against the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, on a Monday night. That's in two weeks, so that should be uh, prime time viewing. The Baltimore Ravens are demolishing people right now. 
They are looking like they've hit a midseason groove. Will they be able to sustain it? Uh, it will also be interesting to see if the Bengals can continue to surge and the Pittsburgh Steelers keep finding ways to win. Mike Tomlin is a tremendous coach. And Mike Tomlin, this is a uh, Gibbs Pro Fan League trivia fact. Mike Tomlin is actually my favorite NFL football coach. So there it is. Mike Tomlin, favorite NFL football coach for this man, Brad Gibbs. Last night on Monday night, the Chargers handed the New York Jets a loss, a 27 to 6 loss. They sacked Zach Wilson 8 times and forced 3 turnovers. This Chargers team has so much talent. Sometimes it's hard to understand why they don't make the playoffs, why they don't win. Is this a Brandon Staley thing, their head coach? They brought in Kellen Moore to to try and reshape the offense. On defense, they have Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, and Asante Samuel Jr. That is the structure for a championship defense. There are all there are at least Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber or all pro level talent at all three levels of the defense there. This team should be performing in a way that at least makes the playoffs. Justin Herbert is a talented quarterback. Austin Eckler leads the NFL in touchdowns since 2021 with 42. That is 12 better than anybody else in the NFL. Second is Jalen Hurts, which might be surprising, but that man finds the end zone consistently. The Los Angeles Chargers... Uh, I'm just going to save myself. Gibbs done messed up. I believe I referenced them as San Diego. I'll correct it right now. The Los Angeles Chargers should make the playoffs. They have one of the most talented rosters in football. If they don't make the playoffs, I believe Brandon Staley will be done. Uh, There's a lot of question marks about Bill Belichick in New England. Will he make it to the end of the year? So this is something that I'm going to throw out there. Something I'm going to throw out there. If Bill Belichick gets fired in New England, the Chargers need to go hire Bill Belichick. And then they should re-sign Austin Eckler. I don't know how they get it done. He wants the money. He's going to be 29. 29 in NFL football is like the cliff for most running backs. But I believe Austin Eckler has another two or three years of production in him. They need to figure it out. They need to keep him around. If they cannot figure it out, the Baltimore Ravens need to figure out how to get Austin Eckler onto their football team. Or Derrick Henry is also going to be a free agent at the end of this season. I also think that the Ravens need to find a way to get Derrick Henry or Austin Eckler onto their football team. The Ravens are trying to figure out a way to break through. Either one of those guys, I think, could be a finishing piece for the Baltimore Ravens. They're already turning into a nightmare. They could turn into a huge nightmare. 
if they'd bring one of those players in offensively. Trying to stop Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry, that that's unfair, simply put. That's unfair. The NHL, Sunday or Saturday, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th. The Penguins and the Sharks were playing hockey. Well, the Penguins were playing. Once again, the San Jose Sharks got beat and allowed a 10 spot. They lost 10 to 2 to the Penguins. We covered the Sharks in the podcast last Thursday. And here we are revisiting our old friends, the Sharks. If you have a friend who's a San Jose Sharks fan right now, maybe send some condolences their way. Call them, check in, make sure they're okay. They have set a record now. They have tied a record for most losses to start a season. And they are one of two teams to have ever allowed 10 goals in back-to-back games. The other two teams, per hockey reference, or the 1993-1944 the Boston Bruins, and the 1919-1920 Quebec Bulldogs. Now, I don't believe the Quebec Bulldogs still play, but as a silver lining to San Jose Sharks fans out there who today are maybe feeling a little discouragement, the Boston Bruins are currently a powerhouse. So maybe... You know, 60 years from now, the San Jose Sharks will be a powerhouse. And this little blip in team history will be just that. A memory that people don't like to talk about too much because of all the success that has happened since. Right? So there's the silver lining. The Boston Bruins were bad in the 40s. And look at them now. So this is a rough patch. But you don't have to stay here. Keep moving forward. That's a lesson for us, right? As pro fans as well, right? Sometimes we have things happen in life that we're not proud of. Sometimes we hit a rough patch. But we have to keep pressing forward. We own what we need to own. We take responsibility. One of the pro fan league core values. And we keep moving on. We keep moving on. So hang in there, San Jose Sharks. MLB free agency starts today. I'm not going to spend a lot of time there other than keep your eyes peeled. Things happen fast and furious. NCAA football this past week, uh, I don't believe that the top four is probably going to change much, but keep your eyes on the Alabama Crimson Tide. They do seem to be surging, and Jalen Milrow is coming fast. Uh, He has been quite a story how he's turned around his year uh, after getting benched a few games back, he has started picking up what Nick Saban is laying down. Let's just say that. I do think that this Alabama team is not done making a case for the college football playoff. We'll see if they keep winning. Georgia is in the midst of a tough stretch of games as well. We'll see if they can continue the streak. College hoops started last night. Here we are. College basketball is upon us, both men's and women's college basketball. And the headline from opening night was two pretty unexpected results. The Michigan State men's basketball team was upset at home 
last night by an unranked opponent. Got to keep your head in the game. And the LSU Lady Tigers, who are the defending national champions, lost to the 20th ranked Colorado Buffaloes last evening to open their season. Again, as professionals, as pro fans, we need, we can heed a lesson from these results. With Michigan State, who's ranked fourth in the nation, and LSU, who's ranked number one overall in women's basketball, coming off a championship season, they both have experienced great success. And they both got hit in the mouth last night and lost a game that was very winnable. How are we doing? How are we doing in our lives? Are we intoxicated by our own success? Do we view ourselves as as automatic winners because of who we are and what we've accomplished? Or are we coming at every challenge? Are we coming into our work day with intensity, with focus? Remembering that what we have accomplished isn't going to accomplish what we need to accomplish. We still need to be engaged. We need to run to the line every time, no matter how much we have accomplished in our lives. As professionals, it's very easy to experience something just like Michigan State and LSU did last night. Yes, they're today going to get smoked in the media, probably. Oh, look, they lost. Look at how poorly they performed. Well... Let's not just point the finger, but by the grace of God, go I, right? There are plenty of moments in my life where I have failed. I've spent a lot of time in failure. Moments I'd like to have back. Where I thought that I was good and I wasn't. Where I thought I was ready and I wasn't. So, let's have a little humility. Instead of just pointing the finger and mocking Michigan State and LSU, let's learn. Let's learn from what we see there. Let's not be intoxicated by our success. Let's not just assume that we're going to win games and make plays because we just stepped out there on the court. No, no. We need to stay focused and do the job. NBA. Last night, the James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George... Unit took the floor for the first time together in the greatest arena in the world, Madison Square Garden. It was a highly anticipated debut. The Clippers ended up losing 111 to 97. Julius Randle and RJ Barrett showed out for the Knicks. The Clippers are likely going to make the playoffs, assuming all four of those gentlemen can stay healthy. These are four premier talents, four generational talents that are playing for the Clippers. Anytime you throw four uh, folks together with no opportunity really to train or play together, it's going to take some time for that to work. So the loss is not that surprising. But James Harden is out there. But in this James Harden story, there's been a lot of things written and talked about as he like forced his way out of Philadelphia. 
But for us as pro fans, for us as professionals, I wanted to draw out a quote from Tyrese Maxey. Uh, in the Swinging a Torch blog on ProFanLeague.com, we had put Tyrese Maxey in the the Young Fire Club as a young man who's on the on the come up in the NBA. Uh, you can go over there and read that Swinging a Torch uh, blog post. But he is uh, somebody who will miss James Harden being on the Sixers. And this is the quote I wanted to draw out that he had after he found out that James Harden was traded to the Clippers. He tells the media, uh, this is from Sports Illustrated, I text James Harden, telling him I love him and I appreciate him. One thing that he really instilled in me is confidence. I've always been a confident person, but he made me even more confident than I already was. He took me under his wing. He taught me a lot of things. That's a heartfelt appreciation of James Harden from a young Tyrese Maxey. The the lesson I'd like to draw out from this today is, is there somebody in your life right now that you are having an impact like James Harden had on, on Tyrese Maxey? Is there somebody in your life right now who would send you a text like that because you had an impact? You took the time to take them under your wing and to teach them and to guide them, to build their confidence, to help them know that what they're doing, you see it, that you love them enough maybe to point out weaknesses in their game, but you're not just going to point them out and leave them there. You're going to point out where they can grow and you're also going to help them. Is there anybody in your life like that? Also think back with gratitude about somebody who came alongside you and took you under their wing in your life. Maybe it's been a while since you reached out and told them about the impact they had. Well, today could be a great day to do that, to thank somebody who poured into you. Today could also be a great day to look for somebody to pour into. Another one of the Pro Family Core principles you might remember is alone we die. This is a beautiful example from Tyrese Maxey and James Harden of what it looks like to make sure that somebody is not going through life alone. I also think it's very cool that Tyrese Maxey took the time to express his appreciation to James Harden. If you haven't told somebody something meaningful If you've been waiting to have a conversation for a while with somebody, I would encourage you to go have that conversation today. Don't wait. If it's been a while since you told the people you love that you love them, I would encourage you not to waste another second. Make sure that today, your wife or your husband or your kids know that you love them. Make sure that you express encouragement and appreciation to the coworker that you've always admired, but maybe you've never let them know. I think today is a great day to take a lesson from Tyrese Maxey. Young Fire Club, Tyrese Maxey, on encouragement. Take the time. Tell people that you love them. Tell people you appreciate them. Encourage them. That is making a great play today. My final thought 
before I leave you up to the life that God has put in front of you. Part of pro fan league that we are starting to build in to what's going on here. And this fits very well into today, drawing out the pro part of the pro fan league name. There is a organization here in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, I broadcast out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and I am thrilled to do it out of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. There is an organization that's near and dear to my heart called Blessings of Hope. Blessings of Hope takes food that would otherwise be thrown out and they repackage it and they send it out to various ministries. They have what they call selection centers here in Lancaster County where people who are... uh, having a hard time in life, can go and purchase this food very cheaply. I think right now it's like 20 cents a pound at these selection centers. And they have a voucher program where you can buy meals and hand these vouchers out to people that you know are in need. Or you can go and volunteer at Blessings of Hope to help package food and you receive a voucher while you're there. I know that right now uh, they could really use volunteers. So if you hear this and you're in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, and you could volunteer, go to the website. I've been there twice. It has been a fantastic experience. Uh, A little look behind the curtain. Blessings of Hope was recently donated 8 million pounds of apples. Yes, that's million with an M. And they are turning the majority of it into apple cider, but they also have dehydrators and they dehydrate fruits and vegetables and they send it all over the world. They have created an amazing process. They partner with an organization called Barnabas Aid. So if you hear this today and you've never heard of Blessings of Hope, Google them. If you're outside Pennsylvania, please still Google them. They are an incredible ministry. You're going to hear more about them from me. I, when I was recently there this past Friday, I talked with the volunteer coordinator and I asked if I was able to talk about them on this show. I didn't want to do it without permission. Uh, she said they were thrilled for any sort of help or publicity. Uh, I want people to know that I'm talking about them because I have the utmost respect for the work that they are doing. And they are the kind of organization that we want to spotlight as part of Pro Fan League. And over the years, you're going to hear more and more of this kind of thing. On the Swinging a Torch blog, we are going to start a section that's spotlighting entrepreneurs and small businesses that are making impacts in the world. So keep your eyes open for it. I am grateful for the time that you have spent listening today. I hope that your spirit has been encouraged, that your sports bucket has been filled Pro Fan League is here to remind you that you are not just a fan. If you have never heard of Blessings of Hope, please check it out. Get involved. Volunteer. It's a couple hour time slot. They will accommodate all ages. Blessings of Hope. Look into them. A quick Google and it will come up. Or you can find them at blessingsofhope.com. Blessingsofhope.com. Thanks for listening. 
Go make plays. We are cheering for you. We are not just fans. See you on Friday. Please share, like this podcast. I'm grateful for your help.